you heard of the foreign language effect? It's, um, it's an experiment conducted amongst those who speak a second language where they're given a situation which requires an ethical consideration before giving an, an answer. You know of the trolley problem. The trolley problem is a scenario where a train is hurtling down tracks uh, towards five people. And you're on an overhead bridge before the train will reach these five people. You can either let the train continue towards a very perilous outcome, or you can push an innocent bystander off the bridge into the path of the train, forcing it to stop, saving the five lives at the expense of the person you've thrown off. Now, the foreign language effect supposes that those who speak a second language translates that information and could give a totally different outcome. The foreign language effect proposes that when you pose the question in your native language, you act, you react more with your gut. But if you're given that question in your mother tongue, which you are raised with, you use more of your emotion and you lean towards a more rational choice. Joining me now is uh, Professor Manto um, Botignani, who is an Associate Professor of Linguistics at uh, the University of the Western Cape. Thanks so much for joining us, Professor Botignani. Um, the foreign language effect, do we see it in other uses elsewhere? Have you heard of this particular phenomenon where people will make different decisions whether questions are asked in the mother tongue or whether a question is asked in the secondary language? Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Well, this is a very, um, it's, a, it's an important uh, but difficult question. Um, and I, I'm saying difficult because uh, it depends on situations. In some uh, instances, um, it's advantageous to be questioned in the mother tongue, uh, yet in others, it's um, advantageous to be questioned in, in, a, uh, um, in a second language. Um, I think just to give, start off to give a, a practical example, um, I've been speaking uh, English, I think, more than 45 years. Um, and Susutu uh, alongside. But as a university professor, um, I think it may come as a surprise when I say to people that when I'm writing um, articles, for example, in English, I usually start in Susutu because Susutu gives me that space not to think about, uh, for example, uh, Susutu is a gender neutral. So there's no he and she, there's just one pronoun. So um, elim eliminating those factors and those other things that come with English, such as anxiety, for example, um, not being familiar with the culture, uh, having to process some of, um, you know, uh, consult the dictionary for some of the other words, it becomes easier to think um, in Susutu. However, in other instances, um, there are linguistic structures. Um, there are verbs, for example, uh, that requires more cognitive processing. So, in that space, when you are thinking in a second language, you are think you are um, you are forced to think mm. more. Yeah, uh, my my first language is is English. I went to a English language school from crash grade R 
into Sabay and continued. So, so my primary language is, is English, but I consider my mother tongue to be Afrikaans, and I and I jokingly refer to as mother tongue is the language in which your mother scolded you, or in which your mother threatened you. So my emotive language is that when I see something shocking or something that I'm disgusted by, something that I am emotionally attached to, instead of saying, oh my gosh, I say, my lieber Arte, because that is how I connect my emotion to my mother tongue and not necessarily my first language, Professor? Mm-hmm. Um, but think about a scenario where you have to um, to make a decision that requires you to tap into that emotion, but you are immersed in English. How would that turn out for you? And I think this is the situation that um, the majority of, um, for example, the South African population find itself in, uh, in that most of us uh, think in, um, you know, we are exposed to English. Uh, it is assumed that uh, most of us are proficient in English, and yet there are people out there who, you know, who, who, who don't have the same level of proficiency in English. But that's not a disadvantage. Is is this probably a reason why international deliberative bodies often get bogged down? Because as much as there are translations and translators at, for example, the United Nations, let's use that as an example, but people are trying to, to rationalize and make very, very important decisions at the same time in the mother tongue, but also trying to process questions in a secondary language. We can also ask that question out whether social cohesion in South Africa is often not at its peak because while English is probably the most spoken language in terms of business, schooling, media, entertainment, etc., it's very, very low down on the list of mother tongue in South Africa. I think it is Zulu, Isikosa, Afrikaans is the most spoken mother tongue, third most spoken mother tongue in South Africa. And we're all trying to communicate in a language that isn't, in fact, our primary language in South Africa and often could lead to that, 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 that story of miscommunication between groups here in South Africa, Professor. Um, yes, that, that, that happens uh, quite often. Um, we've seen how that happens even in, 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 in parliament in, in South Africa, where, um, you know, people who present their views in, in English, um, are often picked on, you know, using the wrong grammar or using the wrong word instead of, um, you know, focusing on the matter at hand. Uh, yes, it is a disadvantage. But it, uh, in a way, um, research has shown that uh, multilingual brains uh, process information differently from monolingual brains. So um, speaking in a second language, in, in a way, can be a disadvantage, but it has its own advantages. So um, as a second language, Instead of quickly jumping into the gut feeling, which is usually associated with uh, the use of mother tongue, in a second language, you tend uh, to think uh, first. You tend to try and process the information before uh, making the decisions. But for the decisions to be made, you kind of switch between your first language and second language. So you, you, you have this negotiation 
in your brain where you process, you receive the information in English, you process it in your mother tongue, and then you bring it back to English. So that back and forth is really training your brain and it forces you to think further um, and, and deeply better, I think, than when you are thinking in your mother tongue only. I really appreciate the insight and the conversation. Professor Mantua Matanyani is Associate Professor of Linguistics at the University of the Western Cape. Really appreciate your 